0: on Local Now Channel
1: 525.
0: Welcome back to The Common Good on AM 1160 Hope for Your Life alongside Ian Simpkins. My name is Brian From Glad to have you joining us on this Monday evening. Uh, an old friend is back in the studio. We are really excited to have Dallas Jenkins back with us. <laughs> Providing his own cheering in the background. <laughs> his own cheering. He brought people with him. He's There's a whole crowd good. of people in here. Uh, you guys might remember Dallas used to join us on a regular basis. It's been a while. Work got a little busy for you, and so we want to also start there. But as a background, uh, Dallas been making films for 20 years, and in 2018 created The Chosen, which is the first ever multi-season show about the life of Christ, which became the number one highest crowd-funded media project in history and is now available around the world. When you used to come in... Uh, the Chosen was just kind of getting off the ground, and so now right. we kind of want to look back. How's it going? Tell us, give us an update on The Chosen.
1: Well, do you remember when you first introduced me, there, someone who provided you a bio that said <laughs> yeah. something like a worldwide... Worldwide.
2: Uh, uh, no, delighting audiences. Delighting uh, audiences. Around yeah, around delighting world. audiences around the
1: world. Well, now, see, at the time, I was like, that's ridiculous. It's actually true now. <laughs> The Chosen is now uh, in over 180 countries around wow. the world. The show so. is
2: prophetic, is what you're yes, saying? It's exactly. Part- <laughs> you
1: guys set the standard. I have now officially delighted audiences <laughs> around really. the world. Well, I don't know about the delighted part, but I'm, I'm, right. I've, I've been seen. Uh, so yeah, the, uh, I think last time we spoke, I was leave. I was about to leave for Texas, That's right. which That's is right. where yep. we were filming right. the second half of season one of The Chosen. That's been filmed. And it's out now, so it was released Thanksgiving. So season one is complete and out. And at the time we talked last time, too, there wasn't this app that had been created. Right, at all. that's been kind of this crazy thing. Uh, We found that when people saw the show, they uh, became evangelists for it. Right. So. They would buy DVDs to give away. In fact, you, you were telling me that. Yeah. And you were telling me that. <laughs> I'm that the
2: recipient could, of one of those DVDs. Someone <laughs> popped off DVDs
1: on your desk and said, you've got to see this show. That's been happening uh, regularly. And also, um, people just, they want to share it. They want to talk about it. That's awesome. And so we decided to just re- re- reduce every barrier of entry we could give to people to watch That's the awesome. show. Right. Which has both spiritual impact, but also, ironically enough for us, also had financial impact, which was that. We we found that we were making more money, and I'll explain in a second why we need to make money. Right, right. Because <laughs> I don't want, it to, sound, don't want it to sound crass. Like, right. Oh, the money's been coming in on this Jesus show.
0: Finally, <laughs> the Jesus money is going. I am yeah, raking
1: it in. The
2: project is paying
1: off. <laughs> right. No, but uh, but we found that uh, nowadays people have so little time mm-hmm. and uh, and money, so little time and money to for for entertainment. Uh, and their options are so varied uh, that it became difficult to kind of break through that and mm-hmm. break through the noise. And especially for a show like this, where there's a lot of people, even within the Christian uh, market, who are somewhat resistant or hesitant to watch a Jesus show for right. whether because they think it's going to be cheesy or maybe they're concerned it's not going to not going to follow the Bible, whatever the right, reasons yeah. are, it became hard to convince people to try something new. Right. And so we decided, l- let's make it free and. See, and and, and people have been responsive to that. And the the easier we can make it for people to watch it. uh, And we found, like I said, that when they did watch it, they became passionate about it. So the Bible verse, uh, Isaiah 43, 19, it says starts by saying, behold, I'm doing a new thing. Mm -hmm. And that's something that we really started to kind of take to heart is, you know, the Christian market is especially in media is often following the world. Hmm. But we tend to be behind the times when it comes to our media, when it comes to our trends. Right. And sometimes it's cool to do something new and actually set a trend. And so that's what we decided to do. Uh, My partners came up with this idea for an app where if you go to your app store or Google Play, wherever you get apps, you download the chosen. You just look it up. It's easy to find. And you can actually connect it directly to your streaming device without needing a subscription or anything. So you got Roku, Apple TV, Chromecast, Fire Stick. Wow. Connect. Directly to your TV from your phone, and you can watch it. So, the way it was financed is a new thing. As you mentioned, it was the number one hide cross, highest crowdfunded product of all time. Uh, the content itself is new. It's a <clears throat> first ever multi season show about the life of Christ. The way you can watch it is new with this app that's yeah, literally right. unprecedented in technology. It's never been done before. Wow. And now, the way that you distribute it around the world is new. We literally flicked a switch, and the app immediately became available all over the world. And so, people in so far, over 180 countries wow. have downloaded the app. We're in the top 100 in Iran right now, actually. No which wow. is really cool we've gone viral in the Philippines. Um, it's really been a, an, an amazing thing. And I, I say it with all humility because I, it wasn't even my idea to do that. It right. Was my partner's idea. But what we found is um, also streaming, and you guys probably know this because you have a show, streaming costs money. Every right. time someone mm. streams or downloads right. a show on Netflix or whatever it is, it costs the platform money. Right. So we couldn't make it free for everyone around the world. We would have lost immediately hundreds Hmm. of thousands, if not millions of dollars. And so we created this pay it forward idea, which is we said to people, look, if you love the show, you saw it for free, if you love it, make it available for free to people around the world. Hmm. And so people around the world, when they see the first couple episodes, if they get to episode three or four or whatever, they'll be told, listen, these streams that you've been watching so far were paid for by someone else. Uh, You can keep watching if you want but you're probably going to have to wait because we have a limited number of streams available. You can pay it forward now. So for 20 bucks, you can make sure that over 20 people around the world get to oh, see it cool. for free. Or you, could, you can wait if you don't have the money. Yeah. And you can wait a couple hours and see if new streams open up. And uh, af- again, after seeing the episodes, people wanted to do that. And we also said, too, this is where the money part comes in, which mm-hmm. is where it's important. Yeah. Uh, I'm not seeing any of this money possible, <laughs> just, to be, to, just to be very clear.
2: He rolled up in a Maserati. Yeah, right,
1: right, yeah. right, right, right. is <laughs> <paying> off. <laughs> um, note to self, make Jesus shows. Make, yeah.
2: make a bunch yeah, of money. Right, no, right.
1: But, uh, but, the Pay It Forward program is also how we finance future episodes and seasons, that's along with Dale's, uh, uh, sales of DVDs. So, again, that's a very, very long answer to your question. Sure, but there's cool. been so many things going on. That's awesome. Since, and, but at the heart of it, uh, more than anything else, is people's lives are being changed. And that's been that's awesome. what's so cool is every single day. I'm not exaggerating. We hear dozens from dozens of people personally, and then we see on Facebook and, and Instagram people saying, uh, I've never loved the Bible more than I have after no, the show. I'm going, I'm going back into the Bible because, as as we talked about before, uh, this show is not just a verse by verse reenactment of Scripture. Right. We add backstory. Right. We add some artistic imagination. We add uh, historical and cultural context. Right. And some people have been concerned about that, saying, yeah. "Oh, are you adding to the Bible?" And. We're not adding to the Bible, of course, because the Bible is still the same. We haven't, we're not scripture. Right, we right. Haven't written a new book of of, of scripture. But uh, in the show, we do add backstory. Hmm. And some people have said, well, are you concerned that that's going to cause people to not know what's from the Bible or what's not? All we've, all we can tell you is that people have been so passionate about the show and have said, I mean, we've got people every day saying, I my, my relationship with my prodigal son has been restored. To me and wow. all the show Together, wow! Um, I led my father to Christ, showing him the first episode uh, as he was in the hospital. Um, those stories have become so regular, wow, you know, that it's that we've stopped disbelieving them. It's just every, yeah. day. and now it's around the world. People from the Philippines, people from wow. India, people from Iran saying. Thank you for making the show available to us. Uh, the Bible has come alive like never before, awesome. and our relationship with God is stronger than ever before. So, um, again, I'm, I'm again, I'm sorry for taking up so much no, time. No, no been a, thank it's, you for yeah, sharing I feel, that. I feel like it's a train that I'm just lucky to be a passenger on. Awesome.
2: Well, it's been cool, even. Anecdotally, because I've seen a lot of stuff in my own feed from people that are like, oh my gosh, has anyone seen this? Are you guys talking about like... And every time I'm like, yeah, I, I kind of know that guy. Like it's just, <laughs> but it's a cool thing to see the lives personally, honestly, and to thank right. you for that, that I know who it's affecting. And I know that they're legit. You know, and I imagine when you get that feedback, you're like, is this story, is it inflated a little bit? Or and, and to know these are these are actually real stories and real people being affected by them is amazing.
1: Yeah, it's just it's just been really cool. And I think, like you said... In fact, I'm guessing that uh, most of the listeners right now have not heard yet of the of the show because right. this isn't it's not on Netflix. It's not right, it doesn't have the right. money of a big huge studio, um, and we've spent very little money on marketing. We've just been really trying to perfect the app and and work on our word of mouth. and And the people who've seen it have been uh, slowly spreading the word, and it's getting out there now. and And I think. And the plan is we, we're doing something new. So yeah. I know it. I know not everyone's like, oh, do I have to download an app? I that, that's. The, I, I wish I could just turn on Netflix and just watch right, it there. Right. Well, they didn't pay for it. The, the, right. The Netflix didn't. You know, Hollywood's not passionate lining up around the block for a Jesus mm-hmm. show. Right. And so you got to do something new. And we're going directly to the people. And it's been it's been great so that's far. Awesome, that's awesome.
0: So good to hear that it's going so well. Because like you said, when you were in here before, it was kind of. We feel passionate about this, but what's the future hold? And, and right. now it, it's, it's, it's kind of the realization of a dream so far. So we're excited for that. Well, that is Dallas Jenkins you're listening to, uh, joining us today. And thankfully Dallas is going to join us for another segment where we're going to talk all things, uh, media and the church. We're just going to jump around and ask him a bunch of things, Academy Awards and some other things coming up next year on the common good. AM 1160. Hope for your life. Welcome back to the Common Good AM 1160. Hope for your life. Alongside Ian Simpkins, my name is Brian Fromm. And uh, we are excited to be joined again by Dallas Jenkins here in studio. If you weren't with us last segment, A, we'd encourage you to go back and listen to the podcast, but B, let me remind you, Dallas, uh, in 2018 created The Chosen, which is the first ever multi-season show about the life of Christ, and we couldn't be more thrilled that it's doing well, and it's having a huge impact worldwide, people uh, coming to Christ, and uh, so we are, we are really thrilled for you. We're actually also happy to learn that you are now delighting audiences worldwide. <laughs> That's the thing
2: I'm most excited
1: about. we felt like we were lying. Since the last segment, though. Uh, I apparently haven't, like the last 10 minutes I haven't been delighting audiences worldwide but I think in the next few minutes it's going to happen again
2: you have like a constant radar just keeping uh, track of how delighted audiences are right now with you,
1: and right now in the Elgin, Arlington Heights area
2: the delight is increasing rapidly (laughs) Our delightometer is off the charts. Yeah, yes. All right, so it's uh, it's award season. We yes. did a segment last week on mostly on Ricky Gervais's intro at the Golden Globes. Just this was amazing. It really was, and we didn't realize how um, how different the opinions were of the people even listening to the show because he and I were like, "Wow, oh, wasn't that wasn't that great?" And a lot of people were like, "That was really not cool." I'm like, "Oh, okay." So it's led to some interesting dialogue.
1: Yeah, not cool because he was vulgar at times, or just because they actually do like. Well, that's what's speeches. interesting.
2: Yeah, sometimes it, ha- it had to do with his language. Sometimes it had to do with uh, his attitude. I don't know. Right. Like, I know you know what you're getting when you are with Ricky Gervais, yeah, right? right? It's part of. And I don't know, are you big into award season stuff? Like, do you take a deep dive?
1: So it's interesting. I used to be significantly into it. Like, when I was really? growing up, that was my dream. I would practice Academy Award speeches. In front oh, of no world. kidding. Oh, yeah. And I would stay... When I first started my career, I said my goal uh, is to win an Academy Award someday. Okay. And uh, in the last i don't know five years that completely went away and i and at the risk of sounding cheesy i genuinely don't care about mm. uh, the world's response mm. anymore like i really i really uh i think i i had a narcissistic streak in my life significantly and it led to some pain in my life and i decided to really go after that and go after self-absorption mm. and god took away those desires wow and so now when i watch award seasons uh, and shows, I still do because I'm in the industry. But we watch it almost like Ricky Gervais does, which right. is like, oh my gosh, these people just need to stop taking themselves so seriously, and it's, I mean, it's so annoying. Right. And that's why we we personally loved him telling the the uh, the elite, right? Yeah. Just, yeah right. Stop. Like no one cares about your opinions right. about <laughs> politics and stuff. Just get up and you know, get the award. So hey, thank you. Um, so yeah, I I uh, I genuinely. Don't have that desire anymore, but but we still we still do watch it, and I still do enjoy yeah. uh, seeing the nominations. And yeah. uh, but I, I the other thing that I find increasingly common is the disconnect between the Hollywood elite and the common person.
2: Yeah, right. You know, exactly. When you
1: look at the Academy Award nominations, I would say the vast majority of them, I would say most of your listeners would say, I haven't seen right. Absolutely. I've seen one of these movies or two yep. of these movies. Uh, that's why ratings are going down. Mm-hmm. I think that there, there just seems to be this uh, both political, mm-hmm. uh, religious, and even media disconnect between. Uh, the award shows and the audience.
2: Isn't that fascinating? I, I was thinking, too, even about movies that we've watched in the last year where, like, on Rotten Tomatoes, the audience rating was through right. the roof, and, like, the expert rating plummeted. And I thought, what is happening there where there's Ooh. this massive... Maybe that chasm was already there, and we just weren't really mindful of it. But I feel like that was a lot of Gervais' whole intro. He was like, no one cares about your award as much as you do, right. so just accept it and then get off the stage. He didn't say right, it quite that way. Right, but, right. like, why do you think that? why do you think that gap is widening between, like, the artistic elite and like the common person that's like i didn't see half of these yeah.
1: well because i think that the filmmakers in hollywood they not only have a chasm between them and the audience but there's also a, oftentimes a chasm between them and the media companies mm. so media companies about you know 20 years ago started being sold to this huge conglomerate right and the moneymaker you know when, when the desire to make money uh, which is more, which is stronger in big corporations than it is in a, a, you know, an artistic production company. Right. Who's just trying to do it for the art. Mm-hmm. They took over and they said, listen, why are you making so many R-rated movies when those mm. aren't the things that make money? Mm. Family films, G-rated films, PG films do so much better. So if you notice, the big blockbusters, the big movies that are in the top 10 at the box office tend to be PG-13 or lower. No kidding. tend to be more family-friendly. So even more so... Artists are like, we have to, we have to carve out our niche. Right. And so they're making films that are much more uh, politically minded, much Mm -hmm. more artistically minded. And so the Academy Awards, which are designed to reward the so-called best, right? They're going to be honoring those niche films that maybe didn't have a big audience because the Marvel movies, they're making all the money. They don't need the awards. They don't need the nominations. Okay. So you rarely see Marvel films at the Academy Awards, but you do see these artistic, Politically minded things. And then the the actors and the directors feel the need to, uh, because they don't have as much of a voice as they used to. Mm. I mean, think think about this real quick. How many times, like 20 years ago, you could have named the top five movie stars off the top of your head like that. Now you have to think about it like. Actually, who is a movie? Besides <laughs> Tom Hanks, for a little bit. <laughs> like, Who is, Who, when they do a movie, everyone immediately wants to go right. see it and it's a huge global yeah, Right. Now, Marvel Adam is Sandler. the star. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's, on Net, he's on Netflix. That's now. true, right, but, true. Uh, but the, the And even then, he was not as big as <laughs> oh, Will totally. Smith back in the day. Oh, right. Absolutely. But nowadays, Marvel's the star, mm. uh, Pixar is the star, oh, Star Wars is the star. Wow. The actors themselves are no longer guaranteeing, and they don't have the, the reach that they used to. So now the awards show is their opportunity to say something. Oh, and interesting. Really they good. don't really care what someone in in Elgin, Illinois thinks because right. they're like we actually think you're evil or racist or sexist or whatever it is right. because we're in a time where sure. politically we're, com- we're com- completely divided and right. so they feel like they have to take a stand against uh, hmm. whether it's Trump or whether it's voters or whether it's Uh, you know, the flyover states or whatever it is, that's that opportunity.
0: Interesting. Interesting. Taking a little right turn. And I'm assuming that you've heard of this. uh, Ian and I were talking last week about this new Netflix show called Messiah. Of course. And uh, I don't feel like we had much to offer. (laughs) Like, as we were reading about it, (laughs) curious your take on it, especially someone who is, we jokingly last said that you've made a Jesus show, but one about the Bible, one very close. Talk to us about this Netflix show, the Messiah.
1: Yeah. So uh, actually, yeah, when it, when it started to get attention, a lot of chosen fans were saying, kind of differentiating us from Messiah and saying, Oh really? Netflix is doing these awful Jesus shows. Cause there was that uh, show that came out of Brazil uh, portraying Jesus as gay. That's there right. Was it was comedy- actually banned, right? Right. Just recently. Yeah. Yep. Um, And then there's this Messiah show, and they're like, we're we're canceling our Netflix subscriptions because they're anti-Jesus. Let's go to the Chosen. Let's support the Chosen, which I was like, well, that's nice. However, (laughs) I I was also saying, listen, Messiah is actually made by Mark Burnett and Uh Mama Downey, who are believers Mm. and who did uh, the Bible uh, show a couple of years ago. Um, On the surface, it turns people off or at least Christians off because it seems like they're kind of marketing this concept of a bad Jesus. Mm. Um, I have not actually seen the show yet. I know a lot about it, but I haven't seen it. So I want to mm. make that clear. However, um, it is not a statement against Jesus mm. or anything like that. It is mm. a show that is attempting to do something unique, do something interesting about what would happen if a modern day Messiah type mm. came along and would we recognize him as the Messiah or as the antichrist? Uh, could we could we tell the difference? And I think right. it, I think it posi- positions some really interesting questions. It's not a show for kids. It's not a family-friendly show. There's right. some language and, and violence and whatnot. But um, I'm not quite as anti right. as as some people are on the service. I think sometimes we need to read up a little bit more on it and say, oh, maybe they're trying to do something interesting because yep. it's not a bad premise per se. And I think that the filmmakers, um, Mark and, and Roma, aren't necessarily people who've uh, I, I think they are people who've earned a little bit of, of uh, I don't know, some patience. Yes. Yeah, from, right. From the Christian community, some better for the doubt, okay, right? Maybe, yeah. Maybe they're maybe they're trying to do something interesting, and, and sometimes new can be scary.
2: Yes, right. But
1: I don't think they're trying. They're being uh, blasphemous or anything like that. Now, the characters in the show might be blasphemous, sure, <laughs> right, right? But we don't that doesn't know, necessarily right. mean that the show itself is.
2: That's good coaching, man. All right, so like in the minute we have left, what, what's uh, in the future for Dallas Jenkins?
1: <laughs> well, I, I do plan to continue to delight on That's number one, of course. we worked
2: that in four times. That's impressive. Yeah. It is. It um,
1: is. Well, uh, hopefully, I'll, I'll be back uh, about once a month on, yep. on the show yes. to talk about media we and love pop that. culture. But uh, this year, hopefully, we're going to be going into season two. We're writing it right now. Awesome. Um, as people continue to watch the show, I do hope that people will check out. We talked about doing something new. Uh, the Chosen is a new thing, and the way you watch it is new. If you go to the, the App Store or Google Play, just download The Chosen app. We're easy to find. And you don't have to watch it on your phone. You can actually connect it directly to that's your cool. streaming devices. That's awesome. And it's free. Uh, so hopefully that will continue to grow, which will allow us to do season two and future seasons. And uh, we really do want this show to impact the world. And um, that's really what my life is. Yeah, me. I love Besides it, man. Besides, my family is trying to tell the stories of Christ to uh, all around the world. That's
0: awesome. That's, That's amazing. amazing. Thanks so much for joining us. And we're excited you're going to be coming back to lighting the common good audience uh, on a monthly basis. So <laughs> thanks for doing this. That uh, You've been listening Absolutely. to Dallas Jenkins. Uh, for Ian Simpkins, I'm Brian Fromm. You're listening to the Common Good. AM 1160. Hope for your life.